Moses, you're pretty quiet. Can you get closer to your mic or? Oh, I can pray. Yeah, but you got to put up with more of my head. Is that all right? Are you using the laptop mic? Yeah, that's I don't have an um, extension mic or auxiliary mic. This is what I've done the last couple of times. I had a better seat. I had a better stool, and uh, that's being handed off with a drum kit that was in storage here, apparently. Good to have a so. healthy stool. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, was there a song here, or do I kick it off? Hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> maybe you could. Maybe that would be pretty funny. <laughs> Welcome to Just another episode. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't got a poem or a song lined up. Welcome to another episode of Gutter to Gutter. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Wrong one. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Never Late Podcast, episode 34, with Chris Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Adrian Smith. No song. Welcome to episode 34. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that keeps yo. things brief, doesn't it? <laughs> I'd like to welcome to the studio uh, via our uh, Zencast comedian, uh, Scotty. How you going, mate? Mm, all right, mate. <laughs> That's the way. Got it all connected, mate. Got us all hooked up. Yep, looking good. Good stuff. We are man. coming from coming via Zencast today because we do have a guest. That's uh, I think you're up in Sydney, yeah. Yeah, Western Sydney. You might recognise that voice. I hope Heath so. From you Gutter better. to Gutter podcast. How you going? Good, mate. Good. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. That's why is is Scotty the adjudicator? Who's he kind of? Yep. He's Stop any for, fights from going on. He's here yeah. for special comments. Yeah. He won't he won't be controlled. He's just here to chime in every <laughs> he's just here to chime in every now and again. But no, he's been the bloody marvellous third wheel for this uh trike that we're riding, mate. Keeping it all going. <laughs> Keep, keeping actually, the keeping the train on the rails. We actually get a lot of I comments try. about Scotty's comments. So um he's he's kind of the third <laughs> third member of the podcast. Holy fuck, should I read some of these? <laughs> yeah, please. Are they good? I never read below the line. Yeah, uh, we'll just feed you the good ones. But uh, welcome to the studio, uh, Heath, aka Static, aka uh, Gutter to Gutter Podcast. Um, Thank you, mate. Anyone who's following you and listening would have heard us on yours, and we had a bit of a conversation around. Hey, let's get you on our side, and we'll look for a different magazine to uh, review. Only for me to then realise that some of the small car magazines I was thinking about don't exist anymore. None of them exist anymore. It's really no. sad, actually. I was, I was racking my brain trying to find anything that we could look at, and um, I managed to come across this one at a service station. I've, I've never seen it before. It's what? What are we now? We're seventy six issues in. I, I look back today. Apparently, it started somewhere around two thousand ten. Mm. So it's been going for a while, mm. and I didn't know about it. But it's um, yeah, something something sort of left of center. I thought, oh, let's have a bit of a. For those a, listening, uh, we are going to have a look at VW Magazine, issue number 76, November 22 to January 23. So uh, one mag sort of lasts a little while. But. Yeah, I feel like the, the VW scene kind of might resonate a bit with the, the street mm. machiners as well, you know. So Yeah, oh, I think so too. They're cool. 
and I'll and I'll declare an interest too because my old boy is tragically afflicted by the uh, by the bugs, mate. For sure, he's been playing around with them forever. But somewhere I've got a photo of him racing rally uh, in his little in his wagon he had when he was about eighteen or nineteen with his co-driver and him pretty much at a checkpoint. Um, but he talks about you know winding up by the XRGT Falcons at one stage and a few things in his little beetle back then. Uh, sorry, in the wagon. Um, and he's had early combis. He's got an early beetle, you know, pretty well patinaed. So I'm looking forward to it. I wanted to try and get him this morning to do a bit of a um, just go through the mag, you know, with his eyes and see what we could get for content. And he got busy. I got busy. So I reckon I'll revisit him and maybe find something to tack on the end of this episode. But um, VWMA, also known as, I guess, to point out that it's an Australian magazine because on a quick glance, I'd. Again, I was a bit unaware of this particular mag and kind of looked like it had a bit of an international flavour till I realised that our flag kind of worked into the logo. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it was um, <clears throat> certainly good to have a read through, but um, for the second time, any general business? <laughs> um, none that I can really <laughs> Scotty's going to cut the first bit out. I mean, yeah, and you always work into that. I, you know, occasionally we work in a Nasher update, but you know, went out to the airport and, you know, but that's I think that's all mentioned in last episode. In last so, week's, but I guess we probably yeah. should should mention that we we are trying to plan a bit of a get together somewhere. Well, actually, there's another one I want to mention. I'm not spoken sure what... about that. We've got to get that organised. Yeah, well, I'm trying to work out when this episode's coming out. Does this come out before Ballarat would have had a spring fest had it not been cancelled? Because uh, I'm trying to push it. This yeah. will be out on the 24th. Yeah, well, that probably comes in just before, but I'm really trying to push to get cars up to Lake Wendery. I think people will come to Ballarat because they already booked accommodation. People will be up around the lake like they always are on a sunny Sunday afternoon. I did see somewhere the other day they're trying to find another venue for that car show that was planned. So we'll Yeah, well it coincides with our Ballarat Rod run and we've got our meeting this Friday night. So it'll be interesting to see what's happened there. But I'm trying to reach the press on the phone at the moment, but I just think, you know, a good uh, Sunday in Ballarat, we've got cars up there anyway. But you know, maybe make mm. a special oh, point ahead in that way. There'll be cars out and about anyway, like Saturday, Sunday was pretty mental. Sad news, guys. Mm. The swap meet's gone. Yeah, that's probably some general business. They've uh, canned the swap meet this all for next year. Oh, that was a big draw card for Ballarat Tourism, let alone the. Did you read the official posting from their official Facebook, mate? No. The first paragraph put it all down to the weather affected in the new area and didn't go on to say anything about the BWES expansion and other things that were mentioned in the media, nothing. Mm. One thing that they led with the climate change, three months out, we're calling that off because of the weather. Yeah, As I didn't a, read that. that. All, I, all I heard was the only up, update I heard was because it's now zoned, um, yeah, for, for the Ballarat West, uh, what are they, employment zone. And so, airport. Um, I didn't, you know. didn't think they uh, could use it. No, well, just so, for your um, own for your own record, I reckon just go to um, basically Ballarat Swap Meet, the actual official Facebook post, and read that post because that post mentions nothing about airport expansions, mentions nothing about other than the weather. So <laughs> I don't know. I, that's, I, I, that's pretty I, terrible. I told a couple of blokes at, at uh, Trash and Treasure on Sunday morning how terrible I found that, you know, because. 
again in the media there's a bigger story but for some reason the rotary seem you know content on pushing this other agenda so yeah mm. anyway they'll probably yeah. find somewhere else to do mm. it it might not be february but hopefully they get it back in some capacity um you know you're gonna have to find somewhere pretty big to match it but hopefully they they get something together but anyway we'll yeah, see yeah well well i'll just say support your local swap mates any of the small ones that are going ahead get onto them you know anything that's in the calendar you know go and support it because you know some of those smaller swaps out in country area is a you know good place to head so you know mm. Get behind the ones and look, that are to, doing look, it. To be honest, the last time I was there was, unless you were looking for, you know, it was basically a big trash and treasure. There was hardly any car stuff there, to be honest. That was a couple yeah. of years ago. It's all about the big social gathering and community as well, though. <laughs> it's old mates that haven't seen each other for two years, you know, catching up again in the paddock there. So, you know, there's a big part of that that, you know, people can buy and sell stuff from home, but they choose to go that way for very, mm. you know, variety of reasons. But, um, well, maybe it's time to bring Heath back into the conversation and roll him through our never laid eight. Do you think, mate? As was threatened, I reckon. In our episode, I reckon we got to we've got to set up some mm-hmm. kind of music little chime between these segments. I reckon. I'm on it. Do you know anyone that's good with music at all? Or? No. no fucking clues. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know a guitarist, do you, Ao? No, not a real one, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I know a couple of real ones, but... Uh... I thought he might have had one in that cupboard behind him there somewhere. We could have done that 1927 song, but, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's move on. Uh, you've probably heard our eight questions, mate, so um, it won't be anything... It's probably very similar to yours and very similar to everyone else's. <laughs> That's Okay. I think I listened to yours, and I feel like maybe we borrowed from yours before I'd been listening to you. But you know. so I don't know. I don't know anymore. Like I, I hear yours and go, "Did I borrow from that, or did you guys take from?" Yeah, it? I, don't I don't know. know. So yeah, there's, they're just yeah. There's a, those few simple questions that I, I guess they're easy to ask. They're and, pretty and, general, and they tell a, a fairly good story of sort of who you're talking to. So actually, just while we're on gutter to gutter, I, I finished um, Aaron's yesterday. Yep. Um, he's, he, he's a good bloke, isn't he? He's good, man. He's really yeah, good. Yeah, no, that's a ripper. It, really good. That that episode took forever. Like it literally, it literally took over two years to chase that one down. <laughs> he's a busy but, man. Um, he's, he is. He's a very busy guy. And um, any other time I've seen him outside of work, he's he's had something else going on. And and that's the time you don't want to take away from someone. So we had a certain lady book for a chat tonight, and she's exactly the same. She's painting something right now for a little truck, and got ECC on the mind, and you know, it's just. I'll be catching up with her this weekend too. So. Yeah, and you went I'll, through. I'll race. Yeah. I'll race you to get that episode out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know you've been three for three on street on Smody winners, you know. But we're just yeah. Well, now, yeah, with uh, with Aaron, with Aaron, yeah, absolutely. That's all I was cheering. I think I said that to you guys. I kind of let the cat mm. out of the bag before I'd released the episode. I didn't know if you picked up on it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we shared a bit of stuff between ourselves and didn't know whether we were allowed to mention just yet or not. We were, we were waiting for someone to post officially. But, you know, it's nice to know we've got that little bit of credibility too that we can hold on to a story if it's not you out. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, so, no, awesome. Um, so. Well, question one, first car-related memory. Okay, so... Where does that take you back to? You'll laugh. This takes me back to a Holden Camira. Oh, yeah. What a fine <laughs> What a, an awesome piece of motoring history. Now, it was um, a family <laughs> holiday up to Coffs Harbour, um, and it, I think it was my, my parents' first new car 
first car they'd ever bought new and it broke down on them and I, no my my memory yeah of course you know like <laughs> shock shock and horror um my memory doesn't serve me real well because i was quite young back then i might have been eight or nine um but it broke down on us on the way to coffs harbour and it might have been like if it wasn't a few weeks old it was only a few months old so mm. yeah apparently um apparently we got a bad one <laughs> If you believe that, you you well, you, you, you got a bad one. Yeah. No, well, I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite end of I the don't scale. Know there was a good one. No, well, I'll tell you about two. I'll tell you about two good ones. Mum's beige SLX. And I don't know. It wasn't even an SLX. It was the base one, the base GB, and it just had the vinyl trim. It was the most basic one you could get. End up riddled with hailstone damage, but it went three hundred and twenty-five k, and we actually put a, a set of CV joints in that car. That was it. But mum came home one day and she said, I can't check, the bloke at the servo can't check the oil. I said, well, what's the go? She said, he reckons it's running off the stick that fast he can't get a read on it. <laughs> so I give it an oil change. But sister had one too that got her right through teacher's college and um, it was air yeah, flash. Yeah, I had all the, buddy, all the good appointments and a, another early one. But it went, I reckon, 295,000 Ks with, with CV joints. That was the only issue it had, you know. So we had a couple of really staunch ones and people don't want to hear it because we, <laughs> we just want to bag Chimeras. But I remember, was it the SJ that was the performance upgrade one with the flash wheels? I remember the old man carting them on the car carrier. So I do remember new Chimeras. So, <laughs> and probably had the keys to a, the keys to a couple too. I'd reckon would a lot loading a GMH even because I um, definitely drove Brock Commodores, the very first of them. The old man got handed the keys to five that we had to load onto the car carrier. He took one, and I took one. I would have been in fucking year eight. So, yeah, I dare say I have my hands on a new Camaro at some point. The um, there's actually starting to pop up at. Like coffee and car events now on the on the brown plates. Are they starting to become ironic cool now? Are they? Well, I don't know, but I've I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple appear. Like you know, the, someone's been to a coffee and cars on one of the pages, and there'll be a Camaro. It's like, oh, really? I'd, have S, I'd have an SJ. I'll show an SJ. Maybe that'll be my project car. Hey, anyway, what have I done? Whatever floats your boat. We we don't. Your mother will hate here. it. I still remember the ad. Your mother will hate it. <laughs> My, my mother hated it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we're inclusive here, Scotty, because, you know, you can, hey, even um, fuel, you can even fuel your Volvo in a uh, Never Late T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, first car? First car was a Subaru Brumby. Brumby. Cool. And um, that thing was mad. It had no power. Um, for some reason, it was, wasn't, it was front-wheel drive, but the handbrakes locked the front wheels. So you couldn't even have any fun in it that way. Um, but I instantly, because I was in a Subaru, I instantly thought I was possum born. Mm. So uh, through the Pretty Blue standard, Mountains. I think. Yeah, yeah, through the Blue Mountains. Um, there's a lot of fire trails and all that sort of gear. So I did think it was long before I sort of parked it sideways up an embankment and had to sort of walk, I don't know how many Ks, but it was a couple of hours to get help, to have someone help push it off this embankment. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, once again, they're getting, they're getting pretty pretty collectible, the old Brumbies. There was one in town that the fella put a whole WRX running gear in. 
I've um I've recently yeah. been looking to try and find them, and we are getting rusty, bent up shit boxes mm. for ridiculous prices, like seven grand. Mm. It's crazy. crazy for something like that's that's what I bought mine for when it was seven years old. Yeah, well, they were big in the flu- up around the fruit blocks, up around Mildura and Baronga, and you know, yeah. I know a lot of the lads up there were rolling them. You know, like yeah. they were real popular yep. up around there. So yeah, there might be a few dry ones available up in that area. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'm pretty sure they're all rusty now. Yeah. <laughs> like Datsuns. Yeah. How's yeah, your well. memory, Moses? I've got favourite car next. What what do you think that sounds right? Favourite car you've owned? Yeah, yeah that sounds all right to me from sounds here. Sounds right. Yeah. Favourite car I've owned? Um, that's going to de- – that, that depends what day of the week it is, really. I've owned a 78 F100. Um, I'd have that back in a heartbeat. I – did way too many stupid things to that. It started out as just your your bog stock long wheelbase uh, 302 Cleveland jobby. I decided, being being a mini trucker back in the day, I decided it, uh, a flat tire meant that it was time to take the tub off and notch a chassis and um, <laughs> do all that sort of gear. And unfortunately, from then it never saw the road again because it just esca- that snowball just started there and just rolled. And it just kept on rolling. Before I knew it, I was going to unibody the thing, so I was going to weld the tub, the bed to the to the cab. Um, I was going. I, I'd roof chopped it, like actually, like roadster style roof chop, chop roof off. It was gone. Uh, body, it was body dropped. So overall, this thing was lowered eighteen inches. Jesus. Um, it had uh, six inch drop I beams in it, and and yeah, it was getting all set up for airbags and all that sort of gear. And um, unfortunately, I sort of had to move from where I was at the time, which was on two and a half acres, and I had triple car garage and like a triple carport, and I had all the room in the world to store cars. I went to like a two-bedroom house with a double garage that just had no room. I didn't have like it was like an old horse stable almost, um, and yeah, just didn't have the power requirements I needed to sort of finish everything off. So I ended up selling that for a dumb amount of money, and. Um, and I've been sad about it ever since, really. Is it still alive? No. 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 Knowing the guy I sold it to, it would have gone to sit next to one of his 20 others in a paddock <laughs> where they all where they all rotted out too. So. Yeah, well, that goes straight to our regretful sale you know, component, I suppose, which is nearly the next question in the line. But um, Yep, straight yeah. into that one. That's, that that one's, yeah. that's the one, yeah. <laughs> I, do have, I do have my 180B triple S. Uh, as well it sort of sits in that category um it, i had a 13b turbo built for it it mm. was going to be a good bit of gear fortunately it never saw the road um i was building it in honor of a mate of mine who passed away and he's the guy that sort of got me into datsons and it was just a car that fought me every step of the way it was like he was with me just going no don't don't, don't bother about it get rid of this rust bucket and go buy something decent um I showed him I bought a Civic. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't know. It was one of those things that fought me every step of the way. No matter what I tried to do to it, it was just a fight. It was a battle. And I ended up just tearing it again, selling it way too cheap, but tearing the Band-Aid off, so to speak, and just put, moving it on to someone else that would do something with it. So regretful regretful sort of sales of those two. Yeah, any, any, missed, any missed opportunities? Is there something you could have bought that, you know, you let slide past you? Or there, you know? there is one that stands out and um, it probably won't resonate a whole lot um, 
might with you guys and and the sort of street machine crowd, I guess, but it's a uh, it was a Toyota Crown, um, Crown Royal Saloon. So it was sort of oh. early to mid nineties model. With the uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the one the one UZ in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was on airbags. Yep. Um, it just needed too much work at the time. Like it needed um new brake master cylinder. It needed the airbags redone. It needed like it had no handbrake. Um. Aircon needed redoing because I don't know if you know those cars at all, but they've actually got a fridge that sits in the rear parcel shelf. Mm, they're pretty and, cool. And that runs off their aircon system. So without that, it doesn't work. So it was just all these little things sort of added up. And at the time, I was selling my bike, which I'm also really sad about. There's another regretful sale. <laughs> you guys are going to make me cry. Um, <laughs> That's not our intention. <laughs> <laughs> but, we need to, we need to yeah. put favourite. We need to put favourite car after a regretful That's sale. It. And, you know, um, so we can pull it all back. That's together. right. Cheer, cheer it up. We're just going downhill from here. But no, so I, I sold that bike and the money from that was meant to give us a driveway because we our driveway was just dirt. It was meant to give us a driveway and buy that car and it didn't give us enough. So I figured working on cars on a driveway was better than having a car that needed work at that time considering I was going to have to work on that car with bindies in my back. So I thought that was probably, <laughs> probably cool. better to do the driveway. Fair call, fair call. Absolutely fair call. What do you got next in the line, mate? Uh, the I've got favourite car event. Yeah. Favourite car event? I don't know at the moment. It's um, everything sort of changed. Like I, you know, coming sort of as I as I was getting into cars and and all that sort of gears. Sort of when I moved into the mini truck scene, and I didn't really like. I kind of we we hung around with a with a club. But I didn't attend all the same stuff that everybody else did. So, I mean, this ECC that we spoke about earlier that I'm going to this year, it's the first time since I think I worked it out yesterday. It was like the first time since 03. So almost two decades I haven't been to it. You know what I mean? So I've kind of I kind of just move to what I'm into at the time. Yep. So, you know, at the moment I'm really into into the drift stuff. So, But I, don't, I haven't really gone to the bigger bigger events. You know, I did um, the high-tech the round last round of uh, high tech drift challenge uh, earlier or was last month now. Um, that was really cool. That was really cool. But I'd like to go and see some of the other events that are held in other places as well. So as far as events, I don't really have a favorite one. I like to try and get out as much as possible. Yep. And um, that means generally, especially now, I'm trying to get everywhere with my camera. It means I'm trying to get everywhere. You know what I mean? So I don't. Mm. I'm, if I am somewhere, I'm only there for a couple of hours so I can get to the build next a memory one. card and then move on to something else because there's so much going on now, especially now that the world's somewhat come back to normal. Absolutely. Mm. We've gone from zero car shows to all of them all the time. So yeah, it's, um, yeah. that's it. <laughs> it's it's a it's it's a cool problem to have. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I'm trying trying real hard not to double not not to double book, but you know, definitely one I'm looking at maybe on Sunday, which is uh, well out of my reach. It's up around Bayswater, but you know, good people will get me to a show. Doesn't matter how far it is. And I hate <laughs> driving, and I hate driving that car. We get to go fantasy now. We get to dream. You know, what's what's your dream car? What's what's the car? If money was no ob- no object, you or know, cars. Line up or cars, or you know, where are we heading? You know, so again, that's a depending on what day it is. You know, I'll, I'll go anywhere from like a um, uh, an FDRX7, which is like your series six, seven, and eight, um, 
RX seven to mine, I reckon. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do like the um, one before it. I can't remember what they call that. The, the FC. So they were like, Porsche 944-looking yeah, one. Yeah, we got them as well, – they're, they're, they're an FC, but we got them as like the um, Series 4 and Series 5. Yeah. Um, that's what they're probably more commonly known as here. I've got a Series 2 within about six metres of me just through the wall past where in Ash Parks so that the mate's going to visit at some point. Yeah, at the start of this year, I was meant to pick up a Series 1. Uh, and that fell through on me. I was very, very dirty on that. So that was another missed opportunity, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I can go from, you know, like that FDRX7 to my 78 F100 uh, up to like a new F250 or out to a Beetle. You know what I mean? Or, yeah, it goes all over the place. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. And then, you know, some, some cool old Lambos like a Lamborghini Mura or something like that. So I'm all over the place as far as that goes. Yeah. And of course, of course, like Datsun's almost Datsun's entire lineup, but probably more like a two forty Z. It's probably and, you know, and and to any of our listeners and any of our followers looking for a variety of content, well, gutter to gutter podcast covers all. Genres. That's, yeah, that's that's probably why you um why why I get so much variety because I don't know what I'm doing this week. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't know what I'm into. So, but I, but I enjoy that too. It's a more rounded look yeah. at the whole at the whole scene. You know? how are you? Yeah. Um. We're up. Current current vehicle. Current vehicle. That's my uh, my Honda Civic. It's um ninety six model EKE or it's an EK but it's a coupe so it's an EJ eight. Um, it's just um, it's this will probably mean nothing to anybody else. It's the D sixteen Y eight, which is a single cam VTEC motor. Uh, the VTEC kick in uh, around five and a half gram, but it's very underwhelming. <laughs> uh, the old single cams they don't they don't do it quite as well as the other motors so it's um look it's it's a good little thing you know like it moves it moves around it's not a rocket ship but it, it still gets up and boogies but you can um, have fun in it man it's so much fun to drive i never ever thought like you i bought that earlier this yeah bought that sort of in january this year and even when i was buying it, i'm like look it's just a car to drive if i sort of tidy it up and sort of flip it a bit later fine and i've still got the thing so it's a lot of fun to drive. I enjoy it. It puts a smile on my face every time, and I never thought a Civic would do that. Well, um, you sort of get in those things, and there is a sporty type of feel to them. I think those old Hondas. I don't know. There's, I don't know whether it's the way they drive or that that you know that noise that that Honda makes. I don't know. Yeah, There's something about them that gives them a bit of it's a sporty it's vibe. It's a bit of everything, you know. Like all the all your contact points, like your steering wheel, your your um, gear shifter, all that sort of your pedals. Um, it it all does everything right, you know what I mean? Like, you just you're connected to the road when you're driving it. Mm. So, uh, not so much to the car, but to the road. Yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know how to explain it, but it's um. It's sort of a. It was a good era for Honda. Yeah, I I enjoy it way more than any grown man should enjoy the Honda. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny actually because a fr- a friend of mine back when we were all sort of craving V8s, you know, and building me buddy Impala to get that on the road, mate had a HX GDS, you know, like another mate was just really absolutely blown away with his little four door buddy first series Honda Civic, you know, good little car, good little white yep. car, but buddy, I remember Jimmy just loved that little car, you know. Yep. Another bloke I worked with at one stage got himself a 2002 BMW as his first car, like just wanted a BMW and bought the one he could afford to buy. You know, as long as it had that badge on it, he was, knew that he was going to go all right. You know, but... Well, he's, if, does he still have that thing? 
Well, if you still had that little car today, she'd be worth well and truly worth more than the eighteen k that he paid for it at this car yard. Where Absolutely, he nothing else, you know. So, he's big win there. He was an apprentice at the time too, just apprentice hairdresser. Yeah. So, it's funny yeah. you're talking about the the lift when I was, um, oh, I must be sixteen. I don't know how many years ago I was at the Honda dealer here, and they released the Type R, like the um, Civic Type R, the yep, the roundy, the the one that actually didn't look too bad. Um, that's, and, that's very um, that's very subjective. A lot of people hate the current shape. I hate the, the current shape. It looks the aggressive one. I, yeah. I I really like it because it just looks really aggressive. It looks like Shredder's helmet from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I don't know. I was a Ninja Turtle fan, so I don't know. Maybe it's there's that. A, there's lots going on. But anyway, the the model before and um, we actually sold a couple of them here in Ballarat. We didn't sell many. Um, I think we had an allocation of one red, one white, one black, which is the only three colours that came in. I remember jumping in it. And um, yeah, we're all taking it around the block and trying to get the the VTEC to kick in, and it's just like, oh, yeah, they should have put a turbo on it. But, um, it's sort of like anything; you got to drive the you got to drive the things. Like and the, the same thing. I actually, t- I told this story to Matty J from Car Talk when they were talking yeah. about Salikas. Um, when I was at Toyota, yeah, the the last of the Salikas with the VVTI L, the lift hmm. that used to kick in at like seven. I'd like to say seven thousand to nine thousand. It's like a power band, and that 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 actually you couldn't use it anywhere because you, you're doing hundred k's before you hit it. But um, a couple of the mechanic guys actually went to Melbourne for the school, and they actually had one in um, was it a Sleeker or was it the Sportivo Corolla? Same mode, but anyway, um, they actually had one and they modified it for the lift to come in at about five and a half, and they said it was just the best fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy what they can do with those um twin cam and all that sort of stuff yep yeah that's it and the um the other car i've got it's a, a bit of a toy more of it's a track car it's a funnily enough everyone's gonna laugh when they hear this a d22 navara i was just about to say is this the navara <laughs> as, a, as a track car yeah it's uh it's more of a like a drift build um which is the, the standard 2.4 liter engine the ka24 that comes in them but i've turbocharged that uh locked the diff put the hydro handbrake in it uh stripped the interior out and um yeah done all the supporting mods and everything aside from an ecu at the moment it just sort of runs a stock ecu with um you know with wrx injectors um it's it's a frankenstein this thing it's but it's it's a lot of fun but yeah it's yeah. so wrx injectors i've got the fuel pressure wound up to i think it's like 48 psi um, I found that just found a happy place for where that sits, and then retarded the timing a bit, you know. So we're we're running rich rather than sort of trying to lean it out and trying to find the happy spot there. I just I just leave it as it sits before, until I get some kind of engine management. Yeah, no, it's yeah, probably nice. good to just have something you can enjoy, especially after those regretful moments, you know, it's, and moving things along that didn't quite get to do what you wanted to do with them. You yeah, just well, good to have. Oh, man, I yeah. almost I almost moved that along too. That was. <laughs> right right now it should either be sold or up for sale but um i've decided to sort of bite the bullet and go further on the build so yep. um if you sort of double down heath that's it that's it if anyone sort of knows about knows it it's um i'm thinking along the lines of nigel petrie's uh engineered to slide hilux um space frame sort of cab off sort of thing mm. 
um, okay, fiberglass because yeah. there's there's a lot of when you try and lower a D twenty two Navara, it's <laughs> life sucks. <laughs> it's, um, the leaf hangers hang way too low. The chassis rails themselves are like six inches tall, where most are four at best. Um, so it's almost like an F one hundred chassis. What I mean, year it's is just this? that tall. This is a ninety nine. Yep. Yeah. So, so is that it's got the square headlights sort of? Yeah, angled, they're still still sort, sort of, of bonnet sort of thing. Yeah, they're still square headlights. They were they were right before the change to, I guess, almost the current model D twenty two. Yeah. Or the yeah. the most current model D twenty two sort of shape. Yeah. yeah. So they were like the flush mount sort of headlights. Yep. Yeah, so that's a good bit of fun. Words, any words of wisdom? Uh, always wipe front to back. <laughs> <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, back up. <laughs> Disagree. Hang on, AO. I think we've been here before, and I, I think, think no armchair expert have had this discussion. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think they have. And and Dax goes back to front, and so do I. So do I. Yeah, right. I scrunch and don't fold either. So I'm, <laughs> yeah, no, don't fold. You you will lose my respect if you fold. <laughs> I, go, I go forward on the first push and then go backwards on the rest. So you know. Oh, so you do the scoop and then the clean up after. Is this staying in? Right, literally, folds is a lot of fucking. Yeah, no, that's all right. Now DM us. How, how do you go? You no. know, which way do you walk? <laughs> no, don't, don't, no, don't, don't. <laughs> in, in all in all seriousness, in all seriousness, though, um, words of wisdom would be. Um, don't be don't be an asshole. Everybody's going through. Um, ev- everyone's going through some shit that we know nothing about. Try and be good to everyone. You don't have to. You don't have to always succeed, but try. Hmm. No. Many times I've failed and become an asshole, and it happens. But try not to be. Yeah. Sounds that. good. Sounds good. But well, I'll uh, wrap up the Never Late Eight. Let's get into the V Dub Mag. <clears throat> That's it. Um, um, so it, I, look, it. I don't know about the rest of you blokes, so I just picked a, had uh, a couple of, like, favourites and a couple of honourable mentions. I did actually manage to find a tough shot in there, though. So, um, yeah, well, I, did, I didn't get into it enough, but the one thing that I mean to want to start before we even get into calling pages, I guess, is uh, the cover shot. Absolutely killer, but Ben Hosking, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, know. I was, I was going to ask if you if you've looked far enough to find a couple to find a name that you'd you'd recognise. Absolutely, yeah, and that was the Ben's first, name attached that, to all. Yeah, straight in the straight in the inside front page, he's got his name in there. But yeah, definitely attached across the board a bit. So, um, which is good. Yeah, a bit familiar. But um, I just thought mm-hmm. four for four on those cover cars. If I was buying a VW magazine, I think that's a really good indication of what I'd be hoping to find in a VW magazine. You know, between the you know, semi-survivor combi, the bloody what, you know, the kit car which just comes with the territory, that Carmen just looks fucking beautiful, and yeah, you know, the, the toughest shit drag car. So, yeah, no, this is a magazine I wouldn't nearly. If I'd spent enough time in front of the shelf, I probably would have grabbed it. So, yeah. Oh, uh, Heath, you want to kick us off? Did you have any anything in particular that stood out to you? Uh, I've got a couple that um, I, I guess I'll call them a feature, you know, like feature cars. Uh, the first one is uh, 13-year-old Izzy Young's 55 single cab uh, split window. Absolutely. Which is that the, the cover shot. Um, 
I've been slack yeah. on my homework, but I definitely read through that one. That was a really good. The stuff. story behind it is really cool. Like it, it has been through the wars and it still wears all its battle scars. And I, I don't know. I think that's really cool. You know, like in a in a world where everyone's trying to do patina, like these things done patina right. You know, like it, yeah, it's just been pieced back together um, pretty much. Yeah, because if if you have a look at it, I didn't even realize when mm. I was sort of looking at the cover, but after reading it, um, one of the I think it was like the second owner who bought it off a farm essentially, tried to yeah. straighten the front end up and, uh, and cut the, the nose off, off it. So you can actually see where the nose has been welded back on and they've left yeah. that there. Yeah, hmm. that's brilliant. And 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 the brother's got one as well? Uh, yeah. Apparently. Yep. The know. brother's got a 56, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, and from off a, off a station property. Same thing, same, yes. Same, same, same sort of thing. Exactly the same deal. Yep. Yeah. No, that's, so that's they've left. Really... Um, they've they've painted the original owner's name on the on the paneling as a as a tribute, which is really cool. And um, I don't know. Apart from the wheels, I, I don't know if I'm really down with those wheels. But you don't have a lot of options with the, no. the wide five style without spending drug money. Yeah. Quite frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah well, yeah, my other yeah. interest, yeah, the old man, um, he just recently sold his bus. He had a 50, I'm going to get this wrong, but I reckon 57 his bus was um, and found the original bloody seat out of it that was pulled out when it was new and found it sitting up in the bloody inner warehouse somewhere. Yeah, moved it along. You know, he's just started to clean a few things up, but, you know, straight away I'm drawn to an early combi, that's for sure. Yeah, pulling big dollars now. Pulling very big dollars. And, yeah, this one's got cool little touches. Like, I, I don't know how far he's read into it, but the seat was retrimmed from a from a mattress. Yeah, and I did. It's, I did. it's I not, love not the just, look of it. You know, not just like it was the, the fabric and the foam from it. So that's really cool. And the, and the old signs right through the trim. Like, yeah. You know, just the old signs on the doors and the fire. It's real ratty, isn't it? Real just, just really, really cool little details. Yeah, it's kind of, I guess, pay, pays homage to sort of where it come from, so. And and the red roof because she'd had a she'd seen a picture of one with the red yep. roof, dove blue with the red roof. So, yeah, that was sort of a bit of a dream that uh, the young lady had had as well. So that's no, wicked. That's a great car. Want to lead uh, us into another? I'm, I'm happy the, to let you lead us yeah, into yeah. another one. I was and a bit the, slack on my homework, so you know I'm happy to cover. That's right. Know. I was I was telling before we started. I was saying how I had to cram it today. Essentially, like I got it. I think it was last Tuesday, <laughs> but even yesterday it was still in its plastic. So I had to cram it today, but. Um, the another sort of feature, I guess I call it, is the it's also in the uh, cover car, um, yep. another cover car, the Carmen Gear. Mm, yep, yep, I had that um, as my number one pick. That thing is immaculate. How's the RX7 RX8 roof? RX8 and, um, and the sunroof, yeah. dash. Yep, so cool. Yeah, somehow they got that sunroof in. Like, you know, that's that's not an easy car to do anything with. You know, you look at the, the lines on the roof. Um, I guess they kind of nailed it with the you know the the model. I guess the, the shape of an, an RX eight, or even if yeah, you know, like an like a again like the FD sort of RX seven would probably suit that shape as well. So yeah, no, that's a beautiful car, and I hadn't spent enough time with it again. Betraying yeah, I hadn't done, hadn't quite caught up on the homework. Been yep. trying. Been asking on the pictures there again. But, yep. Um. Yeah. Just a. It, everything's done right. Not over the top. Not overstated, but enough custom touches when you read the read the story. There's actually a shit ton of work gone into it. And yeah, it's actually know. actually sits on a beetle pan. Yeah. Not a not yeah. a Carmen Gear pan. So that's that's really cool too. Yeah. Um yeah, a lot of a lot of work's gone into it. And uh, it was originally sprayed a different colour as well. Mm. 
he'd um yeah. Yeah, he'd completely planned to paint it a completely different color yeah, until he took he, something off and found that color. Yeah, found that sort of beige color underneath. So that's yeah, really, just a really clean sort of car. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess if you you know sort of looking at, at tough shots, I reckon that side profile shot of that, if I could see that clear, without all yeah. the other overlaid photos, I think that'd that'd sort yeah, of yeah, good photo. Yeah. Yeah, but again, you kind of expect that from Ben Hosking, don't you? <laughs> he, he's he's pretty shit at photography, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, he's been doing it jokes, a jokes, jokes. Yeah, no, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I'm down with that. I, I've said it before. I really like cars that don't look overdone, but have got lots of stuff done to it. You know, the stuff that. You'd need to read books or you need to talk to the owner and say, I've done this, this, and this. Yeah. But if you weren't to know, you'd think it would be completely yeah. stock standard. And I'm, I reckon that's executed very well. Yeah. 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 Just the, the stance on it and those wheels. They're a yeah. South African wheel as well. But we didn't <laughs> no, get those here. No. Who's the owner? Dean Smith. Two yeah. thumbs up, four thumbs up. Sounds like a fake yeah. name, doesn't it? <laughs> Smith, yeah, well, I only found Dean. I was struggling to find the name, and I think that's what we say. We get a bit sport with Street Machine because you go straight to the table, and there's all the info laid out. You know, yeah. like if you want to do the short, do the shortcut on the homework, you can sort of still catch up to speed pretty easily. What do you think, Ao? Do you want to? Uh, well, I had that that one as my top pick. Second pick was the uh, the Puma, page twenty six. Twenty six, yep. yep. Um, that's that's cool as I've never seen or heard of one before. Um, so that's that's the one you were you you were you called the kit car. Yeah, that's Moses. me. It's, um, and <laughs> that's and me. look, you'll you'll be forgiven too because I you'll instantly... need to edu- you'll need you'll need to educate this guy. <laughs> um, well, they they were made in Brazil. They were made in Brazil by a company called I thought was it it wasn't Puma. It was like DT DKW DKW. That's it. Um, yep. but they called it the Puma. And Volkswagen bought them in 1967. There you go, fact check. There you, there go. you go. Beautiful job. Um, so they were they were Brazil's claim to car manufacturing fame, essentially. They had a front wheel drive. Uh, what was it? They were front wheel drive, powered with a three cylinder two stroke engine. There you go. Originally. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. And ended up with the uh, Carmen underpinnings and a 1500 dual carb VW engine in them. Then that's a cool car. Yeah. So yeah, yeah no, you, you'd be excused. Yeah, you, you'd be excused for thinking that's a kit car because it does. It, you know, it shares uh, characteristics of, I guess, like a, a Ferrari like Dino. A, like a Dino. Yeah, that's what I was sort of thinking straight up. Yeah. Look at that picture yeah. on page twenty-eight. You'd almost think that's a two forty Z sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the the sort of rear haunches of it. That looks mm. like a two forty Z. And even the rear sort of where the the split bumpers are kind of almost looks two forty. So, even the side profile from thir- yep. yeah, even the side profile on page thirty nearly channels the same. Yeah. Anthony Sarcasmo, I think his name was the owner. Well Sounds done, like mate. another fake name, doesn't it? Sarcasmo. Wow. <laughs> Sarcasmo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a magician you don't want to go and see. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah Beat you down with sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, Moses, you got anything there, Dad? Is it a top pick? I I didn't pick any top cars. I just went through and did a few mentions, I guess. You know, I was pretty impressed to see from page nine on, like because I was doing a 68 Beetle too with 1500 and I was going to do early bumpers and I'd sort of filled in all the buddy, the slots and done a bit of work around it. It was going to have 39 Ford tail lights and 
I was doing my HB Tirana with the 327 at the same time, waiting on a diff, and my old man got me a bit, bit excited about quick Volkswagens. And we're standing there one night, and I said, are we talking HB Tirana fast? And he's like, oh, you'll get one to do the ton. And I'm thinking, you know, I want to leave the buddy, I want to leave the eighth at the ton in that HB, you know. So I sort of, I sold it on, and I guess I was a bit disappointed that I sold it on, but I do remember picking through the parts, and just because everything's so specifically Beetle, you know, like once you're doing it, buddy, I suppose an early Beetle, you know, from shifters and buddy, you know, muffler setups, and it's just it's a cool range of stuff, you know, that you can buy. I looked a bit deeper and found um, articles on the coilovers because I know everyone was sort of shunning superbugs for the uh, McPherson strut front end, but just the way. I suppose the techs come into those cars now, making them a little easier to build. And, you know, when the early ones are drying up, I suppose, you know, the later ones are getting a bit cool. So. It's funny, the Super Beetles are still a bit shunned now. Yeah. There's actually, there, there is an article in here talking about the struts of the of the uh, Super Beetle and, and how how they're so much, so much better. And obviously they are, you know, like it's better technology. It's better ride quality. Uh, and this is sort of how you can get this, the same quality with a, with a lower height and all that sort of gear, so... Yeah, well, the, what got me into that 68 I bought, I had to take the old man 65 off for a Roadworthy and I took a back street on the way to the Roadworthy joint and come past this 68 and I've spotted the 1500 badge on the boot lid and re- realised it was sitting uh, down in the bindies in the nose and I'm thinking, hmm, this has got to have an adjustable fucking beam in it then too. Um, so, it, and the old man was really... Uh, the. He liked the fact that I bought it, but I think he was disappointed that he hadn't. You know, <laughs> like it was the one that he was really wanting for the buddy for the independent ass and all the stuff. You know, this one all of a sudden seemed to be the one that was the sought after version. But she was just a weird old hippie. We had a wonderful conversation on the front bloody porch and was enough for her to call me back because she hadn't thought about selling it, but she explained that she found me very bubbly <laughs> and wanted to make sure I bought the car. Didn't have the keys when I picked it up and said that uh, if I dropped in, she'd have them in the mailbox because she was going to hunt through this house. And I'll tell you what, you had to walk between boxes of stuff. It was the darkest house you've ever walked inside of. And I went to pick up the, what was supposedly the keys in the envelope, and I think it was uh, some kind of uh, vegeta- vegetable matter from back in the day that she'd found it in the process of cleaning house, you know. And it was something that I hadn't seen on the market for quite a while either. So, But then, of course, I get back because she rang and left a message with the old man. So the old man's, oh, oh did you get the keys? I'm like, so the mates had a bit of code then for you know, a bit of weed. It was uh, Volkswagen keys, I think. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. That's my time with Volkswagens. Um, also, uh, yeah, um, shout out Scott Kenny. Uh, got some Weber Carbies off Dado Mouse, but I found out in Dandenong, BOI Performance are uh, all over tuning Carbies apparently, you know, just from reading that tech article. But did anyone else pay a bit of attention to Onslow? The- Absolutely. How cool the- is that story? Yeah, well, there you go. What page okay, is so that one? Page six. Yeah, it was page six. Yeah, that's it. If you, and the page over, it was actually. I, I think it might. They might have put this one in there because of the letter that was written in. Yeah, about um, one of the readers uh, takes their up. takes their hat around and chucks them on different uh, Volkswagens on their travels and takes photos with it. Yeah, so it that was, was on Onslow. Page page twelve. That one. Yeah, there where they put the hat on the back of Onslow. But um, across the Simpson Desert, with uh, pretty much in stock form, with a nut, you know, chunky set of tyres, I guess. 
Have you got a bit more on the car, mate? Were you aware of the car before the magazine? I was not before reading it today. I was not aware of it at all. So that's really cool. It's a really cool piece of history. I'll have to you read know. that. I didn't, I didn't, I sort of glanced past that one. And they've done a kid's book off the back of its journey across the yeah, desert the, as well. That's why the owner, there. yeah, the owner made a kid's book off the back of that journey across the Simpson. Um, the owner's since passed away. So now it sits out, uh, is it the Birdsville? Roadhouse or something like that sits out the front of there in, in memoriam to her. So a yeah, really cool bit of history. And that's that's where uh, this guy's taken his photo, obviously. Yeah. Well, if we go across and see, that's page 12, but if we go across to 13 and we have a look at that uh, milk van delivery vehicle. Um, local, local one to you boys? Well, there's a mention of a local one to us, which is um, Peter Broody in Ballarat uh, has one, a restored one apparently. Um, but he's friends with my old man, and I know that he had like a warehouse runner for picking up parts, like a little parts getter with Volkswagen motor in it. He had a light plane with a Volkswagen engine in it. And you need some serious faith to be bloody driving one of those, I guess. You've got to be riding into your Volkswagens. Um, but he does. He buys a lot of obscure things, and his wife has a gorgeous white Carmen gear that gets to a few events around Ballarat. Um but probably you should go and touch base with Pete. I haven't seen him for a while. I think I swear he had a fridge or something. Oh, he's got a painted up fridge. Um, but milkshake makers and they have virtually the equivalent of the day of the Volkswagen at Pete's place out in Manhattan once a year kind of thing. So uh, local hero whose name dropped into the mag. So, again, another reason I was glad that I bought it. And like a nearly, I don't know, the... The Spectacular also got me on page 14, the Volkswagen Spectacular with all the cars. But just when you look across and see how inclusive everybody is, I suppose, for this guy who's a little bit anti-purist, that it seems like everything can exist together, you know? Yeah. So Yeah, sort of having, having a read of that, I'm like, oh, that might be on my calendar next year. Yeah. You know, I'll have a look at that. Looks like a really good event, but you know, yeah, no one sort of, you know, again, all styles are covered, you know, whether yep. they're custom, whether they're stock, restored. You know. And they, they actually actually tack off off the side of that, they take off like a uh, motorsport day up at uh, Rayleigh uh, Motorsport Park. So that is the last track essentially in New South Wales that allows drifting. So I'm more than happy to go up there and support that place as well. Yeah, brilliant. Well, that bus on page 16, the PGSG bus which is the one thing I learnt, and it describes both varieties of the green, but that's the spec of the old man's one that he's just sold. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it was in a satin version of its original colour, but it's going full resto at the moment. So, But I think the old boy got 60K for it, which I felt was maybe a bit cheap. Because it was, yeah, definitely. Maybe what, what is it the boys say on um, on car talk? It's 10, 10, 10 grand per window? I was going to say 10 grand, yeah. That's how you price a combi? Yeah, yeah no, that sounds about right. <laughs> and where was the drag combi? I'm going to find that again. Um, oh, that was. Yeah, I'm trying. Kind of, I think it was on the way to the back. Bear with it's, me. Um, some, we need they've got a few. Music. They've got a few different builds that kind of uh, frequent each each issue. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's one of them. I don't think I jotted down the number, but oh, I did. Yeah, I, well, I got a guy in custom cars, Oz too, who's building uh, um, pretty much something something. Not as wild, but it's going to be a P76 and a T5 in a Volkswagen combi ute that he's been building. So I sort of went back to my group and then 
hit Ernie up and said, hey, can we have some updates on yours? So he's sending some more pictures through. He's trying to send them through tonight. But again, I probably wouldn't have approached him. I nearly forgot we had that in the group till I saw the drag version there. So it's sort of, you know, all of a sudden, hang on, we've got something nearly as cool as that. Who had that thing? So get the custom cars. I always hit the little bloody magnifying glass up the top and type in a search. No, just found it now on page Page 60. It's on. Yeah, there it is, page 60. Yeah. So if you look at the top of the page, that's what that thing started out as. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Yeah, the hooligan drag bus. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Very tough and something different and anti-purist. You know, we can have beautifully restored cars in the same magazine as we can have crazy drag combis. And yep. No one's getting upset. Betsy on page 62 as well. Beautiful car. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guys. I had that down as a special mention. Yeah. Do you have any info on it, mate, you wanted to share? Uh, no, I, I that's sort of scum across the story. I think it was more a tech story about building the exhaust. It seems to be um, seems yeah. to be a few stories where they they must just put a bit in each magazine. Cause, yeah, there's um, another ongoing sort of yeah. build, I think. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I don't mind that idea. Yeah. No, same, same. Uh, I've got a special mention for it's uh, what was it, John, John Foster's. He's, he's John Foster. He's got the uh, the blue Carmen gear and the yeah the fifty six oval was it? Yeah, yeah fifty six oval beetle. Ninety four. Uh, page oh, yeah, page ninety four. Yeah, Foster six, yeah. family. Yeah, he's, I mean, the Carmen's cool, but that beetle got me across the line. Yeah, I love that thing. Good, good <laughs> color, everything. Nice stance on it. Good color. Wide yeah. wheels on the rear. Yeah. Now the wheels look right. Hey. Cross that off my list. It's good. Old man gave me a '54 Beetle, and I gave it back to him because I figured that I probably wasn't going to hold on to it, and it was just red original, but patined it up, and he put a visor on it to try and entice me, and I just said, "Yeah, well, I'll probably end up selling it." So he sold it, and I bought a HR. So the old HR was a bit more me. <clears throat> but I did actually, I, yeah, another Volkswagen story, that one that I took up for the Roadworthy, the old man was away and I thought, probably go all right these things. So I put the daughter in and we went down to Melbourne. And by the time we rolled into the western suburbs, it had dropped a cylinder. And by the time I threw a U-turn, it had dropped two. And I drove back home and it was billowing smoke out. And I got us back to Ballarat. And because mum and dad were away for another week, I thought, well, there's a bloody motor in that other 65 in the corner of the shed. He reckons they're not that hard to swap out. So I did do an engine swap and he drove it to work for three nights at McPhee Transport before he realised that I'd swapped the engine out. So there you go. So they're easy to work on, the V-dubs. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I don't know whether 53-year-old me could do the same, you know, because I found even playing around on my car, I'm sort of – Going, Jesus, I was bloody fired up at 19. Yeah, I'm trying to relearn shit I used to know. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, I've got a, uh, a, a big, big shout out to that, um, the Pro Street Passat. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, I kind of looked at it and went, uh, I'm not even going to bother reading that. And I went, no, I will, because, you know, like everything so far has shown a really cool sort of history. Yeah, well, and, I think um, I needed to get back to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really air cool though, is it? 
No, no. <laughs> and and they weren't to start with either, you know. Um, no, I just just yeah, it was um, it just really cool. Like it started, insane. yeah, he started out with a uh, like it was his daily driver for six months or so, and he um, <laughs> then he he, he pulled it apart and and I, yeah, he had some um, some of the world racing wheels with some tires on it, and he's kind of sat next to it, and and the cogs started working, you know. And that's the one, Percy. Percy. See it, Scotty. Oh, well, I'm thinking Scotty doesn't get to see anything. We should have bought so that. That's true. We don't show, we don't show him anything. Um, <laughs> I'm in the dark. Yeah, it ended up with a um, like a Sierra uh, turbo motor in it. And uh, now it's, yeah, it's a LSX, a 427-cube LSX turbocharged. Yeah. I think it run a 703 or something. <laughs> yeah, I was saying it's got an 850 tagged cage. Might need a bit of an update. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's tough as. And, yeah, great that he's had that connection. Like, used it as the daily and then, you know, gone the full-blown buddy build on it. Hell, yeah. Yeah, so there was definitely one I was, wasn't going to read it because, you know, drag, drags aren't my thing at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I've, got, I've got to do it justice. <laughs> I've got to have a read. And I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, glad that's I did. Excellent. That's a cool story. Got to get out of your own way every now and again, I find. Yep. While we're on the, the drag subject, my <clears throat> my tough shot, page 22, little beetle up the top launching the wheels up front, sort of in undercoat grey. Yeah. Is that the right one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> undercoat grey, tape over the lights. <laughs> Looks like it's got a <laughs> freaking eight-year or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, tweaking. It's a great shot. I only had one other mention, so I might as well get it out of the way. Page eighty-two, the story on the buggies. Oh uh, yeah, the the snow buggies. Yeah, they're cool as. There's a blue blue uh, manx getting around Ballarat. It shows up at coffee and cars. It's just cool. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Love it. Love those things. I tried to float the idea of the like the the sort of manx buggy by the wife because we've got a a sixties beetle. Um, and it, it needs a lot of work. Oh, perfect donor for a It needs a lot of work, and I'm body. like, oh, you know, we can just get rid of the body and <clears throat> buy one of these, and she's just like, no, because it's we actually bought it for our daughter. It's, it's one of her birthday presents, and we're going we're building it together sort of thing, so yep. um, oh, all the rust work like and all that sort of gear. <laughs> she um, might like a buggy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, imagine how cool it would be, sort of, you know, your first car, something like that. Yeah, the wife did not sign on off on that at all. You tried. It's got it's got no roof, so <laughs> that was that was a that was a clincher. Yeah. Well, that's that's me out of the mag, so uh, I'll uh, sit back and listen. Well, I've got a Manx buggy story because I did share a mezzanine with the second one ever produced um, up near Bathurst in New South Wales, and the bloke said that it was actually on its way to go over to the Peterson Museum. It was actually the second Myers Manx buggy ever built. And, over yeah, the Peterson. Yeah, apparently it was heading for the Peterson, but this guy had a lot yeah. of crazy stuff. But we we met over the fact that he bought my old man's old tea bucket and he wanted to know because it was the Barry Archer tea bucket from the Hay Charger ads back in the day and he wanted to know that story of the car. But in the end, he was more interested in the story of uh, my old man buying the car when he decided to paint it pink and put the flathead in it instead of the Y block and sort of build it separate to its history. And um, then – but. Yeah, you know, and I didn't really think about it at the time, but photos of me at nineteen standing beside that bucket, you know, there's its story now, I guess. You know, so 
Yeah, no, it was interesting, but he, yeah, he had the Manx buggy, he had a beautiful 32 Roadster. Yeah, but yeah, lovely bloke, but yeah, apparently he was going to the, going to the Peterson. And I didn't really get much else because, again, I fell off my homework. I've got um, one, the, the, the it's a Beetle, it's, it's just like a, one of the small shots. That was that, that uh, Valor sort of Volkswagen Spectacular. It's on page 18. It's the blue Beetle, uh, but the top blue Beetle. It's um, slammed out. Yeah. Like, like no, you like to one. say, Moses hanging out in the bindies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's me all over. That's, that's, my kind of, that's my kind of Beetle. Yeah, no, I love that too, and I did, I did see that too, as well as um, note note the mention that um, yeah, Valor with Beatles, Valor with Hot Rods, you know, it's a good, it's a good sender, take anything, yep. but yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah, and um, I sort of wanted to widen the guards on that '68 I was building and stuff too. Like I had a few plans for it, but again, just keep it kind of early styling. Yeah, yeah, no, killer car. Yeah. That's uh, that's all I've got though. Oh, well, that was good. Apart, apart, apart from that, there's um there's a bunch of tech articles in there. Yeah, um, it's lots of tech. Well, all, I mean, generally they have a tech article, and then they have other stories which just give you um not so much tech articles, but they give you like how a certain thing works, or um, yeah, you know, if you're replacing something, this is the easier way to do it, or something like that. So, and um, across just, the board. Because I'm looking now at the T5 2.5 TDI series transporter, talking about the fuel pumps and you know, diesel pumps and yep. yeah, no, yeah, so info across the board. Good to see. Yeah, that's that's one thing I really dig is is like tech articles. If you, it's cool to look at pictures and sort of read a story here and there, but if you can learn a bit from it as well, which is you know when when you you guys were on my podcast, we were talking about how that's that's what I enjoy is learning. While you're yeah. while you're sort of reading things, you know, I, I enjoy those tech articles, and I think it was back in the day, Zoom magazine had tech articles all the time, and that's how I learnt cars. That's how I learnt anything mechanical, you know. So I, I feel like more magazines should have that. Mm. Yeah, and, and classifieds, you know. Yep. I still, I always <laughs> enjoy a magazine with classifieds, you know. Yep. Where you can you know, sell sell a car, you can buy a bloody beam axle, you know. There's just <laughs> yeah, it's always a great inclusion. Yeah, we need that. No, we need the GT Invader shell so I can redeem myself on my conversation around kit cars. Or is that there a you go? Yeah. That's that's <laughs> it for you. Yeah, there we go. Open the, formula, the Formula V. Yeah, yeah. calls that eight grand a lot. Absolutely, no, that's wicked. Yeah. Well, I guess we move on to music chat. Music chat, mate. The final segment. Oh, the other thing I like too, just uh, second last, just the inside back page where they've got the trade directory, which just lists all the suppliers and links them straight back to the page number. I think that's a really handy inclusion as well. That's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. I did note that on the bloody last look. So, yeah. There we go. Um, so what have you been listening to, Adrian? Um, well, I sort of had to, had to split... Me topics because we only recorded a couple of days ago, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, usual podcast. Been um, feeling nostalgic, so uh, had a bit of Super Jesus going. Oh yeah, um, that Sumo album was absolutely mm. fantastic, and after Kill listening up. to um, Anthony Kiedis on Joe Rogan, I've had a bit of a Chili Peppers. Binge, so um, bit of new, bit of yep. old. Yep. 
That's about it, really. And yeah, getting through the usual podcast. Yeah. What are you being? What are you listening to, mate? Heaps. Um, we've just yeah, bought yeah. tickets to Knotfest. Yes. So, yes. so um, <laughs> you too. So, uh, yeah, Knotfest have put out a Spotify playlist. So I couldn't tell you what bands are on it. Apart, from, obviously, they're the ones that are going to Knotfest, right? Um, but I just, I just kind of hit that while I'm while I'm in the car. If I'm not listening to podcasts, which I listen to a ton of. Yeah, um, I saw them advertise that the other day. I thought, yeah, yeah. I need to get onto that. Um, yeah, so I thought, you know what, it's my chance to sort of expose myself to to new music because I don't I don't do that much, you know. I think really since I left school, I want to say, which is yeah, that's two decades ago now. Um, <laughs> I haven't really exposed myself to heaps of new music. Um, so yeah, I figured that's that's a good way to do it and. Yeah, sort of familiarise myself with bands that I'm going about to go see anyway. So, mm. um, just sort of had that on. Uh, band I'm really sort of digging though is um, Hell Yeah. I have yeah. have been for a very long time. I'm sure, you guys have heard of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. Their music just just hits right with me. So, Vinny. Yeah, we're sort of, yeah, yeah. That's right. R.I.P. Vinny. Mm. Um, you know, sort of off the back of uh, Mudvayne and, and Pantera, they, they somehow come together. And made just an amazing band and, and a, an amazing sound, like a real unique sound as well. Yeah. Well, I can say 43-year-old me would have been all over Knotfest, you know. I mean, like Soundwave, like Big Day Out and everything, and I'm just starting to think now this one just didn't didn't grab me. And Scotty and I were talking about maybe if the lineup was a bit firm and maybe if there was a Lamb of God thrown in there, that would get me there because it was yeah. Lamb of God. It was Lamb, Lamb of God at the Palace that made reminded me that metal was still a real thing, you know, and Exodus yeah. too. Exodus too. I always loved the yeah. fact that Exodus is still flying a flag. But um, Barrera, B-E-R-E-R-R-A, um, song called Peach Trees I could recommend, which has uh, got a female vocalist, but um, pretty some pretty dirty reverb through the song, but a really good rock track, which then had me thinking Dreadnought. Um, so I played Scenester, um, loved the Dirty Music album by Dreadnought, but also if anyone's listening to our podcast, uh, playlist and here's Scar the Surface come out, um, I'm going to add a little bit of Armoured Earth, which is Dan from Scar the Surface's band, that, you know, the band that he's fronting now, so, which is him and some mates in a project that they've been pushing through for a fair while, so. Yeah, but that's kind of the heavy side of this guy, I suppose, for this week. And again, we recorded two days ago, but 1927, I'm definitely adding more 1927 into our playlist too. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, you got anything? I'm a bit overwhelmed with all the tours that are happening at the moment. And I mean, they could easily break the bank, I reckon. Did you check out Dorothy? No, not yet. Thanks for reminding me. Do you think Pantera's going to make it down here? I hope so. So do I. Well, yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm in two minds about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I never saw them when they came you, out. You're, you know, missing, you're missing half of them. You know, I did Probably it. Probably the main you know, half you, too. You know what? You know, we put it together. We put them together on the podcast because Adrian had been listening to some live Pantera, and I'm like, "What new Pantera? No, there's new, no new Pantera." And then by the time we release the next episode, they've reformed. So I think they listened to the Neverland. They, they, they heard you guys and went, well, okay, we're <laughs> going to reform, yeah. Yeah, picked up the vibe, Obviously. realised there was a market in Australia. So, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I'll claim yeah, it. I don't mind. It's never going to be the same, but I mean, they've got Zach Wild, man. Fuck. 
nothing so, wrong. Yes. Nothing wrong with Zach Wild. I can't remember who they got from the drummer. Is he Anthrax? It's Lombardo, drummer? isn't it? Is it Dave Lombardo? I can't remember. Yeah. It might be. But anyway, I, I, if they come, I'm going. We've spoken about John Five out loud, haven't we? Yeah, he's going to yeah. Motley Groove. Yeah, you know, I'm pleased right. with that. Really? He's a fantastic yeah. guitarist. Yeah, I'm really. real pleased. I've, yeah, got, yeah, I've got a lot of his solo stuff. That's probably Mick Mars's pin. I think it's a I think it's a high honour that he'll step in for Mick Mars, like it's an honour for Motley Crue to receive him. I'd say, you know. Oh, he's a he's a very underrated guitarist, Johnny Five. Mick's sort of doing the Arch Enemy thing too. Like Arch Enemy's playing touring in February, and they and Angela Gossow was the lead singer, and she stepped back because of age, vocal cords, whatever. But she's still a big part of the band. Much like Mick Mars is still staying part of the band, mm. yeah, I suspect he'll still be the recording guitarist. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't Fyber imagine he's, he'll he'll go go away. But yeah, the poor, yeah. poor bloke's struggling to do the tours and that. I can't believe he's lasted this long. Well, I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's about it. But well, I feel a bit like when. I feel a bit like when when Ian Asprey stepped up to front the doors, you know, because I was a cult fan as well. Like, you know, it's a bit weird when someone who's got a lot going on on their own side steps into a different role, you know, like that. But uh, must be scratching a an itch of, anyway. I mean, a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people get offside with um, people stepping in to roles. I mean, look, Nirvana's, no, nothing ever happened with Nirvana. I don't think it ever will. You know, Dave's done a few got uh, Nova Selleck on stage and done a few songs here and there. The guy that, uh, I can't remember his name, but that fronts Alice in Chains now, I think he does a fantastic job. Yep. Um, their last album was really, really good. I really like that. And I don't know, I think some people just get hung up on, yeah, I mean, the, the band's never going to be the same. No. But it can be just as good, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Just people need to give them a Bit of a shot. I mean, Guns and Roses is the same. There's really only Slash and yeah. Duff and Axel that's yep. Guns yeah. and Roses. You know, they sold out the MCG nearly. You know, so yeah. But um, I, yeah. but I tend, to, but again, I tend to go the other way. I just think if someone's got so much going on in their own musical world, why would they then step into that? Which could be maybe seen as a lesser role when instead of creating, you just you know. Yeah, you I don't know. I reckon as a, a as a part time amateur singer, <clears> if if Pearl Jam come and tap me on the shoulder and said, hey, Eddie's crook, can you take over? I'll be fucking there in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'll tell you when. For... <laughs> yeah, opportunity knocks. Yeah, I, and good. that's the thing. I think it, I, it's probably if, if you know, these singers getting asked to fill in for someone or guitarists or drummers getting asked, like Zach Wilde getting asked to fill in for, you know, Dime, like he's going to see that as a huge honour. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, it sounds like fucking complete bullshit, but you know I got offered the Slayer mic at Festival Hall because fucking Tom couldn't sing because like he blown, he blown <laughs> No, well, I can, I can bring in witnesses to this fucking moment that he was pointing at me and pointing at the mic because he'd blown his voice out in Sydney the night before. And in the end, Hoagie's fucking... Ho, nah, Hoagie's brother got up and did fucking Angel of Death and you could have just karaoke fucking Slayer, but... I'm not as much on me Slayer game as the bloke that was standing with me that I was trying to fucking encourage 23 years old and looking like Jesus, me little mate Andy, he would have fucking stormed it, you know. So I really – and he knew the words, but I'd never heard him sing, you know. Like, you know, he would have been a good one. He could have been that rock star moment, but 
Mm. You know me, yeah. never, not that much about my own story. But we probably should sign off because we've got a very um, busy lady waiting too to sort of mm. tap into our conversation that we've got to do as a follow-up to this. So, mm. yeah. Got any words you want to pass along to the lovely Jasmine Green, mate? No, just tell her I said hi and I'll see her next, this, this weekend. Yeah. See her at the weekend. You'll see her before anyone hears this. Yep. We better get on fast. Heath might get on Skype and cut out lunch here. <laughs> Go. I've got all weekend. It's all good. Going for the scoop. <laughs> no, thanks, Heath, for jumping on. And, Thank you, um, boys. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do it again, I'm sure. For sure. Yep. Been really good to have you on board, mate, and you know, keep up the good work. Yep. You, and you too, boys. Just, uh, yeah, everyone listening, jump over to Gutter to Gutter and have a listen to another Aussie car-related podcast. Yeah, well, even Jazzy's sure. chat was really good to go back and have a listen over your chat with Jazzy you know, compared to where she ended up. So that was a, you know, I definitely recommend that as a retrospective amongst oh, you, you just reminded me, I better go listen to that before I speak to her this weekend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that happened two years ago now. So. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, boys. All right, thanks, mate. Cheers. Uh, all good, mate. See ya. Mm-hmm.